Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Feels weird to be saying that before noon on a Monday morning, but here we are. Uh, Chris Forwardell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you? Good, buddy. The gr- the grind never stops. We got to get got to get things done. We have you know, busy weeks. You got to make sure we get it out there. So I get it. Yeah, it is. A, it's going to be a strange week for both of us, but we will uh, we'll get through it. And hey, this week everybody gets a gets an episode a little bit early. Want to before we get started? I want to thank everybody f- who is supporting the YouTube channel. Uh, we have uh, honestly we've been picking up subs like I've never seen before, almost a thousand a day over the last couple. We've gone from thirty-seven thousand to forty-one five, sitting here at eleven a.m. on Monday morning. That is awesome. Thank you for supporting the shows, for in pursuit of a parlay, for Better's Delight, for Q and E. Uh, praise the phrase. Occasionally, Seth puts out an episode of Sports with Friends, although I will say those are the ones where it's like, oh, yeah, there's Linda Cohn. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to see Linda Cohn on the on the network. I like yeah. that. Thanks for stopping by, Linda. Yeah, there is. There's Linda Cohn. There's, uh, you know, there's people from The Athletic. They're the bigger. He He's really the only one who does guests. So in terms of the in terms of that, it's a little bit of an advantage for him. For sure. But, you know. And it's interesting to see the audiences of some of those. This is this is the kind of behind the scenes thing that is just fascinating to me, because like Seth will put up a show, uh, and Seth hosts uh, Hall of Justice and Sports with Friends. If you haven't checked them out, you should. He does a great job. He's been with us forever, and but it's a very wide range of guests that'll have, especially on the Hall of Justice side, which is like an entertainment show. And I'm always interested in looking at the analytics for the audience of, of Hall of Justice because he'll have a gigantic show, but it'll be because he had on some 25-year-old who was on a Disney show and now was on a CW show and has 2 million Instagram followers or whatever. And the audience is so unsustainable. It's Look, our audience as a sports network is predominantly male. But you'll look at the analytics for these and it's like, oh, yeah, he had nine times the views he usually does. And <laughs> and it was 87 percent female. Hey, listen, I mean, anything that gets the views up. That's true. We, we always appreciate it. Uh, if you, anybody wants to do us a favor, just feel free to hit the old play all button every morning and just leave it on in the background. We we will appreciate that. But uh, we obviously, we want you to engage all that you guys bunch of comments for better delight this week already it looks like you're you're shaping up for another good week after your biggest all time uh, i think your last week's episode sitting at 14 almost 14 3 and this week should be you know it'll it'll be five figures for sure yeah man we're, we're it's good to we've hit like a groove where we're getting everything out there and it's been fun and the episodes are fun and the video the video content side of it is just it adds such a different element and it's it's nice to have people going in there and viewing it for sure 
Yeah, even if it has uh, pre- presented some interesting challenges. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, to oh, say God. the least, my friend. <laughs> most most complicated, well, I'm sure you know as well, but most complicated edit I've ever done for any of the video last week. It was, I mean, the I, me doing the audio side was absolutely crazy. So I can't imagine what the video looked like. I think my exact quote to uh, everybody else after I sent the, audio out to them after I was done editing was uh, uh, good luck and Godspeed to Chris because I don't know how he's going to do it, but it looked great. Yeah, we decided we were going to throw in some Adult Swim content this week. (laughs) When when we saw that, we were dying. (sighs) Man, all right. Well, anyway, (laughs) a lot to talk about. We're almost done. Week five in the National Football League. I have got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all the uh, interesting lines for this week. We will avoid Monday Night Football just because we've already talked about it, and I'm not 100% sure it'll be out today. But other than that, week five has been an interesting one in, in the National Football League, Greg. Lots of, lots of crazy stuff going on. The, and I, it's difficult to pick where to start, but the one I think I want to start with the incident with the ten-year-old kid in the uh, in what was it the Bucks game? The ten-year-old kid runs onto the field and is aggressively tackled by security. One, this is happening far too much, and I understand that there's a, a player safety element to all of it, and of course, uh, nobody should be running onto the field. There's going to be punishments. But I also feel like, especially after the Bobby Wagner thing a couple of weeks ago, the NFL is just asking for a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, you aren't wrong. I, I just don't – there has to be better precautions taken by stadiums. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't know how you can have something like this happen, especially, especially when you're, like you said, just following up the – was it Monday Night Football? Mm-hmm. But the Bobby Wagner thing, it's not like it was week seven. It was like five days, like five days right. ago. So yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a crazy thing to see happen. Uh and I don't know I don't know what the answer is. Is it is it forcing stadiums to hire more people? Is it, you know, like I feel like this is an interesting question, and we have somebody in this world. I I would like to reach out to him and get the answer to this. What does he think should happen? That's a good point. I do I do wonder what his thoughts would be on it. As somebody who works at events like this, it is it's got to be like I know you don't want to make it look like it's like uh just like not not officers, but like guardians of the stadium or like the entire field is lined with people, but at a certain point, like it is a player safety thing. It's also the safety of the person who's jumping over the barrier to get on the field. Like that also, as weirdly as that sounds, that also kind of matters. So I don't know. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to reach out to John and we're going to, we're going to talk about it next week when, whenever that was 10 days from now, when that show happens, because <laughs> I would be fascinated to hear what somebody who was actually in that field thinks the solution is, even if it is, it's not quite apples to apples because we're talking about different sports, but right. And you're certainly not going to like aggressively tackle someone on a basketball court. That would be much more painful, I think. Yeah, but you, but you can't. I do wonder to some extent, like, are are the 
the security officers like getting a little carried away with this? Is this like, is this something that they're like, oh yeah, and look, look, I can be involved in the game now, like, because <laughs> you don't, you can't, you can't tackle a ten year old. Yeah, but you also can't be on the field. So there's like a well, weird for sure, <laughs> for sure. But but just because someone is in a place where they're not supposed to be doesn't mean look. And if it's an adult, the the idiot running around the Rams game with with the like uh, the the pink smoke, I get it. And now Wagner shouldn't have gone anywhere near him. That's that's incredibly stupid. And he, I believe, he's already getting sued. Which but is insane, but it's it's not really insane. It's not his place to do anything. And you're also it, trespassing. <laughs> yeah, but just because you're, but he, but he doesn't have ownership of that establishment. That's, That's not his. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong. He's not the sole proprietor of SoFi Stadium. Right, but it's not Bobby Wagner's responsibility to take care of anyone who gets on the field. It just feels like. He was annoyed and he wanted to end it. And he saw an opportunity and frankly made a terrible decision uh, because it's going to cost him money. That's how our legal system works. But yeah, I don't know. You can't, you can't go, can't go tackling 10 year olds. It's not Uh, good. You also can't tackle 45 year olds. Apparently Greg, (laughs) this, this incident at the end of the bucks, well, let's stay, stay with the bucks game. This roughing the passer on Tom Brady I think people agree that it universally considered one of the worst calls of all time. I, I, it's, it, it's tackling. It's literally tackling. It's the yeah. point of the game. I don't, I don't understand what this call is, why it would ever be made in this situation. It, it's literally like baffling to me how a call like this could be made and affects the game, like, consi- like considerably affected the game. Wild. Oh, it won the game for yeah. one team. It's it just like is it a training thing? Is it is it because the rules are so vague? Like is that is that part of it? Like I have no idea. Because the rule, I mean, roughing the passer. Let's be fair. It's a, it's a relatively vague rule, but sure. but like you can't you can't make that call. Like there's a time and place for those calls. There's a you know let's just say uh, who's the guy from the Jaguars who Trevor Lawrence. Has, no, no, no. The, oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. The, the def- defensive guy who just blatantly made a tackle well after the whistle was blown. Like, yeah. there's that part of it, too. Like, that's that's what that rule's there for, those types of things. Whereas roughing the passer, like, you have to be – like, it's just time and place. And that was not a time or, or a hit that was worthy of making something like that a call. Like, it doesn't right. make any sense to me. Well, and you're an official in your own right uh, <laughs> at, at a different level, but uh, I think there's an interpretation that you need to just understand. Yes, by the technical definition of the rule, it's probably roughing the passer because he, he grabbed and spun the player down, but he didn't. he only did that because of momentum. Right, exactly. It's like when they implemented that, the, the part of it where it's like, the oh, body weight yeah, the body account. weight thing. And it's like, it's like, how could you possibly, that's like every play. Like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know how you enforce that without throwing a flag on every play. And it's the same kind of thing there. Like you have to realize in that situation, when that play was going on, when that hit happened, like he's come, the, the guy's running at a, a high rate of speed. It's the same kind of stuff with like 
like a defenseless defenseless player plays, sometimes those plays are bang bang. Guys dip their head when they're yeah. not actually aiming for anybody's head, and then the receiver leans into it or running back leans into it, and it's like, well, what do we do? Like, what what do you do in that situation? There's nothing. There's no way to fix that. I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. If that's what's roughing the passer, then I I don't know how you keep playing football. Right. And well, and on the helmet to helmet stuff too, a defensive player can be doing exactly what he's supposed to do. And then the receiver or the running back or the quarterback ducks his head in a certain way. And he effectively initiates the contact that becomes a defensive penalty. Yeah, exactly. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I don't know. There's just, it's way too complicated. Everything has become far too complicated when it comes to the rule book. It feels in the NFL. I don't know. Well, the end of this Eagles game was also nuts, Gregory. Uh, Bavada currently has the Eagles over-under win total. Ooh, let's play a game. What do you think the over-under win total is right now? 13 and a half. Is correct. Bang! Look at that. What, where, would you, uh, where would you fall on that? Oh, well, there it is. The, the Panthers <laughs> have, fired Mike, uh, have fired Matt Rule. Right, uh, man, Temple's finest. You hate to see it. You absolutely was- hate to see it. And by the way, I was reading last night because this Panthers team is just a a cluster and we'll get back to the Eagles in one second Uh, through the, through his team's first five games through the first five starts of the season, Baker Mayfield has the second worst QBR in recorded history and behind only Jamarcus Russell, his rookie season to put it in perspective. And this is going to be fun for Browns fans out there. Baker's QBR is a 16.8. Uh, second worst all time. By the way, Russell's is like an eleven point one or something like that. That doesn't seem good. Yeah, no, it's real. It's pretty much impossibly bad. Uh, the number three on that list from the 2017 season, the first five starts of Deshaun Kaiser in Cleveland. Ooh, wow, I forgot and, about the Deshaun Kaiser era. Yeah, and through therapy, so have a lot of Browns fans, but. <laughs> But just to put it in perspective, like Kaiser was just a little bit better than Baker has been in Carolina. That's crazy. And at least Browns fans have something to be happy about because it most certainly isn't football. So that's what is what is. Oh, yeah. Just pettiness. Yeah, pretty much. I just it, <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. Like, I don't I don't know what else to think. It's impossible. Like if when you look at those Browns games and how dominant their run game can be and they yeah. just. Like fold like consistently defensively. Jacoby Brissett just makes well, baffling decisions, and it's it's terrible. They showed a stat during the game yesterday, and I, I like to call it. I like to call him fourth quarter Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby's got three interceptions on the season through the first fifty seven and a half minutes of of any game. He has zero interceptions in the last two and a half minutes of of games. He has three. Seems bad. I don't know. Yes, Brissett is responsible for all three of the Browns. The Browns could be five and zero oh if if Brissett just made the right plays. But for whatever reason, he goes from game manager to hero mode in the last two and a half minutes of a game. And uh, yeah, the decisions are not good ones. Sometimes you want to just make a play, Chris. I get it. But hey, they they traded for Deion Jones after the game yesterday, so. <laughs> If this is 2018, we are really excited right now. <laughs> Everything's fixed now, buddy. <laughs> Everything's fixed. I forgot the NFL even had trades. So 
instead of a instead of acquiring an a linebacker who has gotten progressively worse since 2018 when he got hurt. Yeah, that's that's the Browns for you. Let's see if you can hit on this one, Gregory. What does Bavada have the Browns overall uh, over under win total at right now? Is there what two and three? They are eight and a half. It's pretty good. They're at seven and a half. So the, yeah. the they're not quite as uh, as bullish as you are on the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> well, understandably, um, uh, yeah, man. It, they they should be. I feel like they should be so much better, and it's just. Like that, like you said, it's the, it's yeah, it's the hero mode, like weird interceptions that are completely unnecessary to take like that kind of a risk at that position in the game, and it just consistently biting them in the ass is is almost high comedy. It's almost it's actually bizarre to watch Browns games because Brissett will basically pick one receiver who he likes at the moment, and he'll just keep going to him and going to him and going to him. Sometimes it's Amari Cooper. Sometimes it's Donovan Peoples Jones. Excuse me. Sometimes it's David Njoku. Made the joke yesterday that after uh, after DPJ caught the first ball of the game, that they're going to keep feeding him, and he literally got the next two balls thrown. To him. <laughs> oh I, man, he, he's very Brissett. Is just it feels like pre-snap he knows where he wants to go, and instead of watching the play develop. Yeah, that's not exactly what you want um, out of your quarterback, unfortunately. And no. I mean, obviously things will change once once no. uh, Watson yeah. is in there, but I don't know. It, it might be – you kind of worry if it's too little too late at that point for for them because of how significant that suspension is. Well, and it also becomes impossible to root for that team at that point. So that's <laughs> maybe, not- maybe for you. The things you see on the internet every week coming out of the Browns uh, stadium it begs to differ, my friend. Oh, trust me. The the cognitive dissonance of some of these Browns fans, including women, has been astounding to watch. It's like, oh yeah, no, no, they were they were sex workers. I'm like, wh- no, no, I don't, I don't no, think like, that's... these are these are women. Like, he did a terrible thing. You should, as a woman, I would say probably not be in support of this man. Crazy. Here we are. He throws a football good, so he's uh, not the first guy to get that that kind of uh, he throws the football good treatment. So I, I guess I should be less shocked by it. Yeah. But you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have to run through the picks pretty quick. But there's just I, so much insane stuff. How about this Antonio Brown Instagram post? Uh, which one is it? The the one where he's in the pool? That one? The no, the divorce, the Tom Brady divorce Instagram post. Oh God, I don't even, I don't even know if I saw that. Oh, you should take a look because <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Let's see. Made made this post yesterday, and it's basically in making fun of Tom Brady for getting a divorce. And uh, and by the way, it's worth pointing out that Brady, and let's not pretend that his his uh, intentions were completely genuine, but. Brady literally let Antonio Brown stay in his guest house and pushed for the Bucks to sign him. Literally tried to revive that man's career. That's a yeah. hilarious, like what, what, are, what, what world do we live in that you're doing? Oh my god! He's- and also, everybody's like CTE, CTE, CTE. That may be playing a part, but Antonio Brown was the same person before this, just on a lesser, to a lesser degree. 
just kind of seems like a jerk. Like, I don't know. Oh, he's an absolute jerk. Yeah, it's just, uh, God. Like, why? What is the benefit of posting that? Because people like us will talk about it. And that's even, how you stay semi-relevant, I guess. Even T.O.'s like, this is in bad taste. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's that. it's nearly impossible to say. So. And then, then he calls Brady to see if they're looking for a wide receiver. Hi, do you guys need a 45-year-old receiver? <laughs> I, think older, I think he's yeah. 40, 48 or 49, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. He, you know what? Honestly, T.O. probably still put up numbers with that Brady offense. So, uh, well, for sure. And he's 48, going to be 49 in, in less than two months. I would argue that he is probably just in terms of physical fitness in the top half a percent of players in the NFL at this point in his 48. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me in the least. Wouldn't shock me in the absolute least, man. He's AB a, just causing problems. Like what, what do we just do? go away, dude? Just, yeah, for real. Just go away. We don't, we don't, we don't need this anymore. We're over it. Just go away. Yes. All right. Let's get our picks done for this week. What is this? This is week six in the NFL. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking uh, Thursday night. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazon gets uh, the the great games this week. And by the way, I wanted to I want to give credit to Amazon. Their their uh, their picture is beautiful at the Amazon Prime video is the best video i've seen all year short of the one game fox puts out for college football every weekend in uh, in 4k it is gorgeous like we saw we went from we watched the browns game on the amazon browns game we went from watching that to like the regular coverage and it was it was like it was night and day yeah completely different so Everybody should be checking that out as, as long as they can, uh, but maybe not. Maybe start next week. This week, the Washington Commanders head to Chicago to take on the Bears, and Pavada has the Bears minus one at home. Is it possible for both teams to lose? Because that wouldn't shock me uh, in the least if both teams somehow found a way to lose this game. The Bears, the Bears blowing that game against the Vikings was just baffling. Yeah. Like not that they played well, but that's a game where the Vikings didn't look good, and you should have, you, you really had an opportunity to win that game, and probably should have, um, despite letting Justin Jefferson just get like thousands upon thousands of yards and giving up a touchdown to Jalen Rager. So oh, I know one yard score. I literally was like, oh shit, Rager scored. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, good good for him. That's it's good to see him getting a. Is it some playing time? Well, well, hey, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Hold grudges forever? I would never do that with players. That sounds uh, like you. <laughs> um, but no, it was. I'm I'm very I'm very interested to see how this game goes because, speaking of uh, you know grudges against players, mm. I don't like Wentz has, again still has that ability to look really good and then like he has no idea that he's actually playing football or has ever played football before. Right. So I don't I don't know what to think of that commander's team because you see some of the throws and some of the throws are so like they're perfect. They're exactly what you would want him to do in that situation. And like he's hitting deep touchdown passes like there is there is legitimate like playmaking ability. But the mm-hmm. issue is, is that then there's legitimate like drive yourself crazy turnovers and fumbles. And like, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what to expect ever with, with the commanders. So, and I also just think that they're just not 
they're, they're, they're just not a good team and it, it nothing is good. So it's two bad teams in a very, a very bad matchup. Uh, so I, I, I guess I, I think I like the bears in this just cause I think that they have a little bit of a better upside, but I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Hey, I mean, Justin Fields finally cracked 200 yards passing. I mean, I think he had like 14 completions, something like 15. that this week. Whoa. I mean, I mean that you talk about stepping up when it matters. That's that's big. Those uh, 208 passing yards just really lighting up this scoreboard. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I just I, like I, we've had bad quarterbacks, and not that Justin Fields is necessarily a bad quarterback. I think some of it's circumstantial. Yeah, but I just don't understand how franchises go through situations where they just can't ever find anyone. Like it's just it's the Jets, the Bears are like this, the Dolphins to a certain extent since Marino like have not had a consistent quarterback who like mattered. Um, I, I just I the Bills honestly from Jim Kelly from the Jim Kelly era up until Josh Allen showed up and they were in the same kind of boat. Like it it doesn't I don't I don't get it I don't get how teams just go through like decades long lulls of not having a consistent quarterback. It makes no sense. No, it's insane. Uh, and congratulations to fields now has seven more completions than rushing attempts. And I mean, that's what you want from your quarterback in like I, a, in like a, a college offense. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Is, these are, these are Bo Nix type numbers for Justin oh, fields here. I don't think anybody wants to be associated with that. No, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts and Bavada has the Colts minus one and a half at home. This is another one that I really don't know who to go with because for, for everything that happened with the Jaguars against the Eagles and you can say the weather, you can say, you know, all that, the turnovers, then you go out against the Houston Texans and you just get absolutely like you, you should have won a, a bunch, but you just couldn't get it done. And the Texans aren't good. Like, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about this team. I don't know if they are the team that demolished the Chargers or they're the team that can't get into the end zone against the Houston Texans team that tied with the Indianapolis Colts. Like, it's, it doesn't seem to calculate for me. And I, I can't right. figure out why. Um, I just, I just think that, like, it, it, is it Trevor Lawrence? Because sometimes he looks really good, and then other times it's like I don't know, I, I don't know what to do with you and your offense. Or it's just first first year head coach, new system, new everything. Um, and then who, who wait? Who did we say they were playing? They just played the Texans, and now they're, they're playing, playing the Colts. The Colts, uh, and the Colts' offense is absolutely unwatchable. Like it's unwatchable. Hey, they There's, won. They beat a good Broncos team. Yeah, good Broncos team. Um, the Colts are like it's pretty obvious Matt Ryan just isn't good anymore. And hand up, I thought he'd be good with that offense. Um, Me too. I, I also think that the issue is is you lose Jonathan Taylor. He doesn't play on the short week, and then immediately Naheem Hines gets concussed, which was scary. And then mm -hmm. and then you're down to Philip Lindsay and whomever else. Deion Jackson. Yeah, in that backfield, and there's just nothing you can do about it. And I thought the Colts' offensive line was supposed to be good, and they can't protect at all. So no, like, we talked about how Matt Pryor's their starting left tackle. Yeah, it's 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 just not good, not good to be a Colts fan currently, or ever. To be fair, yeah, 
No, that's. I mean, look, there were some times when uh, that that eighteen was playing for them, but that's true. But you could has, say they underachieved there too. So, and I, I would argue they unquestionably underachieved during the Andrew Luck era. Right, and that's the situation where they had no offensive line, and he got hit so many times. He was like, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I'm set. Thanks, guys." Yeah. I've made made enough money. I'm going to go coach high school football and like just hang out instead of getting and lose a hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly, and not get sacked by NFL linebackers every Sunday. Not a not a bad business decision if you're if you ask me. Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, two of the NFL's premier quarterbacks, combined for zero touchdowns and four interceptions. It was just a brutal game to watch, and like Ryan also fumbled twice as well. Russell (laughs) Jones. Both lost. It's just so bad. Both offenses were so bad. Nathaniel, we'll get to the Broncos, but the Colts—they're just like lost out there, and I don't understand it. I, they, they yeah. where did Michael Pittman go? He disappeared. Mo Ali Cox didn't have a catch until like late in the fourth quarter. He's supposed to be one of their go-to guys. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it at all. It doesn't compute. I mean, Pittman's on be Pittman's on pace for eighty-five catches. But it feels like his catches just happen when they don't like they don't matter. It's, yeah. it's weird. and they, there haven't been big plays. They 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 do not make big plays in the passing offense, which is weird because Pittman should be a big play guy. Paris Campbell should be a big play guy. I mean, I don't think Alec Pierce is a big play guy. I always thought he was more like a little physical receiver over not I can't say literally six four, but a, a physical receiver over the middle. But yeah, no, they they just they don't make big plays, and no, it's all yeah. it's all. It's all just worried about Jonathan Taylor. Is it Frank Reich? Is he the problem? I mean, obviously some of it's Matt Ryan, but yeah. like, is it how many how many chances can we give Frank Reich before it's like, all right, well this this isn't going to work out like that, and maybe maybe try to like draft a quarterback. I don't know. That's just my opinion. The problem is they're just never in a position to go get one of the top quarterbacks. I mean, maybe sacrifice some picks and try to trade yeah. up. Like, I, I don't know. That's fair. All right. The where are we? Uh, Minnesota Vikings travel to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. And Bavada has the Dolphins plus three at home. I, the Vikings should have been like, like I, I expected much more from the Vikings against the Bears. And obviously that just, that just didn't pan out. Now they got the win, which is really all that matters. But. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for me to be like super confident in the Vikings when they're eking out victories against the likes of the Saints and then the Bears like eking out victories. So uh, that's that's a little bit concerning. And, you know, like uh, that, how how does uh, what's his name not get any like how does Justin Jefferson not score? Adam Thielen feels like he is a complete afterthought. I know he's older, but. Like he he saw a bunch of targets early in the game and then was like just, was he just covered is that is that how it works I don't know yeah he's no explosive plays at all I mean uh, six point eight yards per catch for Thielen and is on pace and maybe this is not as impressive a number as we think it is is on pace for eighty five catches this year but just feels like he hasn't had a good game yet well there hasn't been any like chunk plays it's dink no. and dunk stuff I think he has like maybe one touchdown so far through the first five games so that's tough he does. you know um sub 10 yards per reception 
I wouldn't. <laughs> this isn't because I own him in fantasy. That's definitely not why I'm. I'm very critical of Adam Thielen, but it yeah. just feels like he's he's sort of become an afterthought in that offense. And to be fair, I mean Justin Jefferson had like 160 yards, so like it's obviously going to be tough to get your touches in when a guy a guy's putting up numbers like that. And Dalvin Cook had like three touchdowns, so. You know, but but he had a weird hundred. He had 154 yards to Jefferson, but it was a weird 154. Like when you see a guy put up that much, uh, that many receiving yards, you're like, oh man, must have had like huge chunk plays. Had one, and as, as a whole, averaged 12.8 yards per catch, which is fine, but it's not the number you expect to see when you see a 154 on the scoreboard. Yeah, no, not even – That's I'm actually stunned at that, thinking like thinking about it. So they are not going deep to anyone. Uh, Dalvin Cook led the team in yards per catch with uh, 13 and a half on two catches. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Rager averaging – look, Rager, all ones, on the, all ones on the board. One reception, one yard, one yard average, one touchdown. The long was one, and he had one target. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not good. That's not, not good great. at all. Which uh, well, I I mean, I don't know what the Dolphins are going to be like. I know yeah. that the having to go to a guy named Skyler who I've never heard of <laughs> as a 7th round pick very early in a game doesn't sound great. Not um, watching K-State football? No, not not very often. Uh it is interesting that like they said, what's his name? Bridgewater passed concussion protocol, but the independent guy was like, no, he's out. Um, so you wonder if he will be back this week. Uh, who knows, though? So I have to go Vikings here. Yeah, I mean, if it's Skylar Thompson, I'm concerned about that. The uh, New England Patriots head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Bavada has the Browns minus three at home for some reason. <laughs> the Patriots look like a completely different team. Now, maybe it's because you're playing the Lions. Well, let's let's talk about what happened in that Lions game early, and I think that destroyed the team moving forward. That was the uh, the Savion – what's the Savion Thomas? Uh, Smith? Savion Smith. Yeah. That was the Savion Smith injury where, I mean, he was carted off the field, taken out in an ambulance, and his family was allowed to go in the ambulance with him. Yeah, it's terrifying. That's concerning. I I don't I don't remember if I sent it to you. I think I did, but I you know when I saw it, reminded me a lot of Ryan Shazier's injury. Thank God that it wasn't the same thing and that he has movement in his extremities. But when you see something like that and you're you are faced with oh one of my teammates may have just been paralyzed. Yeah, that's a tough one to come back from. I, I yeah, get that, and, and they did not. No, no, they didn't. And the Patriots just sort of walked all over them with their run game. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Bailey Zappi era. <laughs> yeah, the Bailey Zappi era. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um I'll be interested to see how this plays out. And it, the only interesting part here is is that Belichick obviously knows Jacoby Brissett. He was around him for a, a number of years yeah. and had to start games for the Patriots. So uh, I wonder if he's able to to scheme something up uh to to really shut down Jacoby and if the Browns are smart maybe they lean on their run game but I don't know if they are so I'll take the Patriots that feels that feels like uh free money at the plus 135 there yeah I uh yes I cannot argue mm-hmm. that the New York football Jets travel to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers and Bavada's got the Packers minus seven 
I mean, I don't even know what to think about the Packers. Do they stink? Is that a, is that a thing? Are they bad? Or are the Jets good? Are the Giants good? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think the Giants are good, though. Like, I don't. I just I think that the Packers don't know what they want to be offensively. Like they should be Aaron Rodgers gunslinging. Like to that, who? I, that's the problem. <laughs> that's what they should be, but they have zero personnel to be that. Um, like I predicted this prior to the year, and literally Randall Cobb led the team in targets. He had Randall Cobb, <laughs> yeah. who was con- conservatively 108 years old, <laughs> got five more targets than any other player on the team. He got a third of the targets in general. I took his over in yards yesterday. Uh, I, let me see if I can find what it was listed at because it's so ridiculous what his over in yards was. Then it's probably th- like twenty five. I swear it was. It might have been like thirty seven. It was yeah. so funny. But like to to think that that he he I, he had like seventy eight yards in like the first half. It was nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. They they did manage to contain Randall Cobb in the second half. It was. <laughs> You were dead on. It was 25 and a half. 25 and a half yards. It's insane. Uh, and like, he just – it's the only guy Rodgers is comfortable with. Yeah. he's Rodgers just like, fuck it. I'm just going to throw every single time to Randall Cobb. If if you suited up Jordy Nelson right now oh, – so He could double digit, double digit targets it wouldn't immediately. Even be close. It wouldn't no. even be close. It's, it's, it's terrible. Like I don't know what to think of them. And they, they do the – like. They have the ball down in the red zone by the goal line late. AJ Dillon is the guy that you consistently tell me is a is a big like a, a, a bigger back who can do that. And the two plays that you run the ball on, the two plays you run with Aaron Jones there. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what their their personnel decisions are. None of it, their front office is clearly just. I, it's a guy throwing darts at at a dartboard for players and draft picks. Like I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And then I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what Jordy Nelson's up to. For, oh, he's got he's got a business opportunities on his website. I'm just gonna ha- I'm just gonna let him know to reach out to the Packers. <laughs> it might not be a bad thing. And then the Jets again. It's the situation where you end up facing a seventh round draft pick on uh, coming in to replace Bridgewater. But the Jets still had to get it done offensively. They put up a ton yeah. of yardage. Uh, you know, Brees Hall. Brees Hall was unbelievable. They were they they played a really good game. I they wouldn't shock me if the Jets covered in this one. Sauce Gardner's awesome. Like it's oh, it's crazy. He's the, he's the best rookie. I I've I, again I I do a bunch of shows and I don't remember which one I say things on. But on on one of the shows last week, I asked the honest question: Is he the best cornerback in the NFL already? And I I think he has a case. Yeah, he she he absolutely does. Absolutely does. Just takes whoever out of the game. Got a pick last week. It's insane. Like he is insanely good. Yes, it's he was he was that good at Cincinnati. Wasn't it like he didn't give up a touchdown like his career Ever. For his career? For so. his career. Didn't give up more than 13 yards to any receiver his final year in school. Yeah, that's unfathomable that's even possible like and and he played again he played with another guy who was like a third round pick on the other side in uh in kobe bryant it's not it's not like he was playing with it was he was the best player on the team by a a huge margin and they just stayed away from him like there was another nfl player on the other side and they just avoided him like the plague yeah 
it's insane. Insane. Brees uh, Hall's pretty good. He's also very good. Yeah. Led the team in receiving and rushing. <laughs> you don't hate that. Uh, it's a heck of a draft pick. It's a heck of a draft pick. One, well, this is, I mean, it just shows you can, you can always get a good running back at the top of the second round. It, it's a very good place to be if you want, uh, if you want a good running back. For instance, uh, the Eagles currently hold the 31st pick in the draft. I like to play around on the, uh, on the, uh, NFL mock draft database.com um, mock drafts. And I, every single time I trade down from 31 to like 36 or so. And I take that second running back, which is almost always Jamar Gibbs from Alabama. I'll take it. I'll take it. Even though maybe Alabama running backs don't work out uh, that often in the NFL. Yeah. I, this Derrick Henry really stinks. Yeah. But for every Derrick Henry, there's a TJ Yeldon. Uh, there is yeah, a guy um, who was clearly picked too high. Well, that's I'm not, I'm not worried about that. It, it's if, if the guy is good enough, take him. If he is TJ Yeldon, maybe wait. That's you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And who was, who was the other, oh, who right. There was like the six, three, 230 pounder played in the NFL for a while. Oh, it's gonna Trent Richardson. No, Trent Richardson was okay until injuries. Uh, Alabama Crimson Tide running Alabama running backs in the NFL last 10 years. Uh, that's not, not, well, Najee's also very good for the Uh, debatable. I don't think it's debatable. I think that they, they kind of screwed him over a little bit. Josh Jacobs is having a good year after not having his, uh, not having his option picked up. When, when do the Steelers fire Matt Canada? Like, when can that decision be made? Because it really feels like, I mean, granted, again, they're not having the best season, but a part of it feels like they uh, their offensive coordinator just has no idea what he's doing. It does seem that way. You are not incorrect. <laughs> it's it's it it just it just feels like it did, uh, Big Ben's gone. You don't have to keep running the the those plays. You can switch up the playbook like at any point. Oh God damn. Dude, I, I uh I play in this I, I play this dumb iPhone game. Yeah. Uh and th- you you can like share live like get lives from other players if you join like a crew or whatever. I have no idea. It's dumb. But regardless, the one I joined was it's called like Steelers Country or Steelers fans or something like that. And I only did it because it was just a very active group, right? So all Greg, they do on Sundays is complete. Greg, I, this is a great story, and in any other scenario, I would be thrilled <laughs> to hear it. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. It's just people showed up like 15 minutes early. They just hate Matt Canada. That's really I it. I just hate Matt Canada. Um, the last, I, Real quick, I want to I wanna pick for the Eagles game. Cowboys-Eagles, Sunday night football. Bavada's got the Eagles minus five. Super quick, what's your pick? I think, it, I think it's the birds. I just do. I don't care if it's Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott. I think it's the birds. Have All to. Right. Works for me. That's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Uh, Sorry to cut it short, but the world gets in the way, I suppose. (laughs) And and it got 45 minutes uh, into this. Uh, For Greg Kern, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.